2: quote your best friend rupaul
3: <laughs> when did she say hello hello hello
2: Bunny, she says it every time she walks into the workroom
3: oh i oops and i'm trying to hide the fact that i don't watch drag race
2: <laughs> <laughs> so can you make your your new catchphrase goodbye goodbye goodbye
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, well you have know, those of us with talent don't need catchphrases what have you been up to honey
2: um, nothing much. Um, this has been a pretty uh docile week. Um, as you and I both have. Um, I'm just awaiting my uh va- stage two of the vaccine. I got my first one last week, and um, yeah, I feel great. You and I. Oh, I, I and, uh,
3: That's a load off my mind that you will never get rabies again. <laughs> I got
2: the first and I, I guess also we, we, we want to talk about like I know there's there's been so much rigmarole and so much hoopla about the vaccine and some people don't want to take it because of yada yada xyz and blah 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 but um, I know for I can speak for New York State that's where I live and reside and it was a pretty painless and quick process i qualified for it i know uh because of my balding head i may look like i'm over a certain age but i'm not um but but i qualified it because i qualified as a gig worker i've done some shows at hardware i mean at playhouse bar so i was able to get it because i'm working you know with the public so i got it and all together arriving and getting back in my uber it took 28 minutes it was super quick super great and no complaints really
3: I did get one. I got the first one. I had to wait a while because there was a computer glitch. Um, I got the Moderna one and the lady who was checking my... Oh, me too. I, I, oh, yeah, the lady that was checking my my. Uh, uh, age um, said that she uh, couldn't read it and I was kind of like oh god I'm so glad you're going to be injecting me um, but uh, it only <laughs> took about an hour and a half I, I went up to the Bronx mm-hmm. not the first time I've been stuck in the Bronx um, but, but, it, you, you know the, the
2: first time you've been stuck on your own fruition in the Bronx
3: the first time I've been stuck in my arm on my, uh, in the Bronx but <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I, um, I, I did have a lot of soreness in the arm. I mean, you have that with the other vaccines too. I've had that with flu vaccine, and um, yeah, as I mentioned to somebody, I got the second shingles vaccine. It's something you get when you're over 50. And the first one was all right. The second one, I was sick from it for like, you know, like really low energy and achy. Um, The, the day after I got it, I was like walking around. and I mean, I know I need two shots, but I was, I, you know, I see, I see that, listen, we're still going to have to wear the mask and wash our hands for quite a while, even after we've gotten both shots. Mm-hmm. But even after I'd gotten one, I felt like I had really turned a corner. The weather was nice, and I was, like, about to rip off my mask and go suck a dick. Uh, You know, I was, like,
1: (laughs) just just
3: feeling like, you know, maybe we're at the beginning of the end, you know? It was a good feeling. No, definitely.
2: And I will say, there was that soreness in the arm, and I know, everyone listening, I know that it is not, this is not true, what I'm about to say, but just it just felt crazy. Like after my arm was, my arm was really sore and there's this whole conspiracy theory about, well, girl, that's the, you know, they put this like microchip in the vaccine. And the reason why your arm is sore is because it's finding its way through your, through your body. And I'm like, Oh my God. I'm like, ha 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 ha. And then by the second day I was still sore. I was like, Oh my God, what if the microchip is finding its way in my body. But no, but I'm completely fine. Three days later, I feel just like I was the day before healthy. <laughs>
3: I have a friend who's HIV positive and she was worried about getting the vaccine because she had read somewhere that it would negative that, you know, it wouldn't wasn't safe for people with HIV. And, you know, what she- I know what she'd seen. She'd seen TikTok videos. And so I, I just said respectfully, mm-hmm. you know, um, could you you've consulted with TikTok on health issues and news. Could you please <laughs> ask your doctor about what he says? HIV people being at risk. You know, just just ask right. your don't ask me. Don't ask TikTok. Ask your doctor. Just
2: ask him. I mean, I will say TikTok is good for a few things. You find out a lot of like things on TikTok, but I would not, I would not get my medical expert medical advice from TikTok. Everyone, okay? I know TikTok is good for a myriad of things. Getting medical advice from TikTok is probably not wise. <laughs> just FYI. <laughs> and with that, I think we should get to the headlines, Bunny, shall we? Yes. Headliner. What's on the docket today, beach?
3: Well, a Hasbro toy maker has caused an uproar by making a press release that says that their classic popular toy, Mr. Potato Head, and there's also a Mr. Mrs. Potato Head, is now Mm -hmm. going to just be known as Potato Head. And of course, it ignited a... A firestorm because we're ready to say, "Oh, gender—they've gone too far," or "or these words," or "these pronouns," or whatever. Now, it, when it, the actual truth is that, or, or or maybe they maybe they released a second statement to clarify. Mister and Mrs. Potato Head and their mustaches and their handbags uh, are still going to be what you buy. The company mm-hmm. is now called. Hasbro, and, and should they remove um, the bro from that? Because Hasis, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <Apparently, they didn't laughs> Hasis, has-
3: no. has-
2: I, has- I love this. It. Should and- read to Hasis.
3: Now I'm a little bit cynical, so I probably think this is a fading legacy brand that they want to revive mm. by jumping into the gender game. Because let's face it, for oh. the past, you know, uh, past 30 years, um, toys are, are high tech compared to putting a nose and ears and mustache on Mr. Potato Head.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I was hearing your point of view, I never even thought of that. That's probably legitimately 100% what they do they know that this would I'm sure they're probably seeing a spike in sales they're probably this is probably a huge uptick in their in their in their fucking capital I didn't even think about that angle of it and well, we all know this is fucking America this is not beyond the realm of reason and this makes so much fucking sense I'm so gaggering right now I'm literally sitting here with my mouth open like oh my god that makes so much sense
3: well I mean this has happened before for example um, a friend of mine who does marketing campaigns for people for the ethical treatment of animals they put out uh, that they, they, they put up one billboard and um, they had to take it down because it was offensive yet that got international press more than they could have ever done I mean they would have had to put up billboards internationally they just had to put up yeah. one or even if wow. it were rejected so this is this is not a new trick and of course the result has been the people on the right um have said, you know, we don't need to, we, to, you know, genders are fine. And then the people on the left are saying um, that, you know, no, the kids, you know, need to see things that are like them. If they don't, if they want a, a potato head that is pansexual and it, uh, that reflects their own gender identity, because there's more than just two, then more power to them. I have the politics of the left, but I do I don't I don't have anything against this, but I don't I think it is going a little bit too far because the obsession with pronouns was originally meant to help the acceptance of trans people. And I don't think I know any trans people that are worried about <laughs> Mr. Potato Head or what you call it. So, you know, I, I, I think it's gone a little too far. It doesn't offend me, but I understand why it's created a Culture war.
2: Well, yeah, I get that too. And when I first heard the story without knowing the nuance of all the details, I was like, I thought what they were doing was they were like stopping all Mr. Potato Head production, stopping all Mrs. Potato Head production, and just selling Potato Head. And I was like, well, my thing was like why do you need to stop the other two to have the third I was like what would be great branding is to so you still sell Mr. Potato Head you still sell Mr. Potato Head and you just sell a third doll called the Potato Head and with the Potato Head you can buy any accessories you want and you can put a mustache on Potato Head or a handbag or some eyelashes or re- like whatever like I was like I thought they were just doing it they were gonna stop making the other two to, to have the third and my, th- and my reasoning was like with gender we're not asking to stop the other ones we're just asking to include include more. So that was my thing with it. But now hearing that they're changing they're still keeping the production of the two and they're just changing the brand to just Potato Head, that makes a little more sense to me. And um I do get it and 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 with that I was like because by stopping the other two you're just rile, you're just riling up right wing people and just and just and just stirring up this whole controversy for no reason We you can just be inclusive by adding instead of subtracting. So I think
3: what, what? for righty people yeah, well, I mean, that's the- their I mean, the whole point of the toy is that you could always, regardless of what they call the toy, you could always put a purse from Mrs. and a mustache from Mr. and, you know, do your own thing. I mean, you know, when I was a kid, Mm -hmm. if I saw a potato, I baked it (laughs) or fried it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? That didn't stop when I grew up. Um, So, In fact, you're eating one right now. That's right that's right um, the i am miss miss, miss tur what about miss tur miss dash tur i mean <laughs> I, know, I know that mrs dash mr salty mr coffee mr Good Bar, mr clean mr peanut and mrs fields are shaking in their shoes today
2: <laughs> <laughs> right you have uncle bens what about what about um auntie Auntie Benny, I don't fucking know. What about, instead of Aunt Jemima, what about Uncle, uh, what about Uncle Jermaine? He he got some syrup he want, to.
3: Well, all I know is that the carrots and cucumbers I shove up my ass are definitely male.
1: <laughs>
3: when, it, when it comes when it comes to vegetables pronouns. Oh fucking the ones in my ass are male, they are male and that is all <laughs> so the Republicans like to say things like well that marjorie taylor green was oh, putting up a sign that said god created okay. man and women so that's what they want uh, to do is 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 discredit trans people and use any discussion of the softening of the genders as a way to discredit trans people and this will appeal to people who it will appeal to the people on the left because not everyone on the left loves this here here is a more traditional take on this from twitter he will always be mr potato head in our house his wife will always (laughs) be mrs potato head if they want to release a potato head with any other prefix we will buy it but he won't lose his title in our house you know, which, which, which is obviously, like, I mean, that's the traditional way to look at it, right? I mean, and, 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 you know, then there's people who are neither on the right or left who who just think that this is a bit much, you know?
2: Let's call it what it is. I agree with Bunny's point at the top of this. They probably did this for a fucking sales boost. And now everyone is talking about Mr. Potato Head. All these fucking Generation Z kids, all these kids who have never even who who just didn't even think about Potato Head unless it was in a fucking Toy Story movie are probably talking about this toy that no one has cared about for the past 70 years. So I definitely think it was completely well, it, a publicity it, thing. And I mean, I guess they fucking did it because we're all talking about it. Everyone's talking about Potato Head right now. That's crazy. It, it.
3: I think it was in the movie Toy Story, so it's had yeah. it's had a few high profile moments since it started up. But um, you know, I, I want to give a, you know an example of something that is trending right the second, which is women spelled with an X instead of the E, so W O M X N. And this came about because Twitch, the streaming platform that a lot of DJs go on, announced that uh, women W O M X N, um was 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 an inclusive term that meant women and trans. So then the trans said, "No, you're getting it this wrong. Twitch trans women are women, so we don't need a special term." Right. And and. Uh, you know, uh, so this, this, again, is a business Twitch trying to, to weigh in and seem like they're with it and kind of get it wrong. Although I don't think Mr. Potato Head is is, is right or wrong. I just think that it is. Yeah, yeah, I don't think so either. You know, I mean, they over the years, they made Barbie have different skin tones and hair colors. Yeah, so there's nothing this is wrong true. With- with updating it, if you have a a kid, you know, who is uh, non-binary, I mean, I guess I would have been a non-binary kid, but honey, I know I wanted the, the Mrs. Potato Head, honey.
2: So I, I mean I guess uh, and I don't want anyone to confuse what I'm saying. Like I'm all for the gender-neutral potato, but I, I again I just thought that they were trying to subtract the other two instead of just adding more. Because again, as we're evolving, as time progresses, we're adding to our language. We're learning more about ourselves, and we're adding. We're not taking away. So um, on that token, yeah. that's, that was that was my um, content with it, contention with it.
3: Yeah, and and this is something yeah. I copied we're- from a very conservative. Uh, paper called the federalist a few weeks ago i showed god
2: isn't that isn't that what uh megan mccain's husband isn't that isn't that what he isn't his paper
3: Could be. Could be. Um, A few weeks ago, I showed how an initial false report about a British hospital allegedly banning the word breastfeeding and other gendered terms for maternal care turned into an international outrage campaign. So you see what's being done here. And and, and let me relate it, because obviously breastfeeding... Is going to be something that people, that you do after you give birth and you have female parts to breastfeed. Well, uh, some trans women will lactate after a good dose of hormones. So, um, oh, really? Yeah, they will. And I mean, I've seen that for years. So... Do you remember seeing those articles about um, a busty blonde porn girl? I forget her name. Um, I believe she's in, in Germany. And she wanted to, oh, Martina Big. She has giant boobs and she tanned herself and or wore dark makeup until she looked black. She always had her own blonde hair, but then she started wearing um, Afrocentric hair and, you know, as as, I, as as you realize what kind of publications, conservative papers in England, The Sun, um, The Daily Mail, kind of tabloidy New York Post, which is also very conservative. When you look at who is spreading these stories, they're spreading them for this reason. They're making mm-hmm. fun of the fact that uh, you can transition from one thing to another. In other words, they're giving Martina big uh, ink because they want to make fun of, of a, anyone who sees her is going to laugh. You know, I mean mm-hmm. she's got a strong German accent and you know, she just she looks insane. And then there was another guy from the Netherlands who said that he was 60 but that he identified as 40. Again, the same media outlets gave him coverage. What they want us to do is to laugh at people who are transitioning by offering examples that most would think go too far. That is their argument, and that is what, basically, Marjorie Taylor Greene is saying. God created a man and a woman. They don't like the whole pronoun thing. They don't want to hear non-binary. They think it's evil Hollywood that's pushing, you know, the Laverne Coxes and other trans stories from Pose to probably Drag 2 with Drag Race, and... You know, So we really have to watch out for that because sometimes I would forward those things and then I realized what I was really doing. But as I just read that thing from The Federalist, what they're trying to do is come up with an example that would make everyone outraged and it becomes outrage porn for the Internet. And the Mr. Potato Head thing – whether we like it or not as a toy, it is a a, a traditional American toy. And so it's the perfect, you know, tempest in a teapot to go on. It's a culture war. It's not about how much is the minimum wage? How much does your insurance cost? What country we're attacked? It's a a culture war thing that people, you know, like to fight. I think, I, I think, they fight them instead because these are polarizing issues so it enables yeah. us to avoid the harder issues of of what to fight on and and i think yeah I, I i think i think hasbro was trying to have its cake by and eat it too by continuing to have mr and mrs potato mm. sold but just changing the name of the company to the the less gendered um potato head I will, I will yeah. say this too, though. A lot of the people who are very woke are saying that gender is a construct. And as someone who was born male and uh, wears women's clothes to work, yeah, I would be right up in there with the gender questioning or the non-binary or, or, or whatever. But there's also a lot of people who don't live in a world where they encounter people like me. They don't know any trans people. And, and, and I don't think that they're being like Marjorie Taylor Greene if they just say, well, I'm a dude and I'll, I like football and pizza or I'm a woman and I like you know dancing and lipstick
2: I mean well I don't think people are saying that they're just asking them like listen this is literally the pro is literally the pro-life pro-choice thing or like the separation of of, of of church and state I'm not telling you what to do with your religion you can pray to all if you you can pray to one God you can pray to 39 gods that's your fucking problem but just don't impede on my right to not pray to that same God and not believe the things you do so I'm not telling you to, to don't do your football and your pizza I'm not telling Need to do all that i'm just telling you don't be mad that i want to I, identify myself as, as multiple genders or as a or as a different gender or sex than you're used to
3: okay well let me give you another example that i mm-hmm. think is pretty rotten when mm-hmm. the new uh democratic-led house was sworn in in january the mm-hmm. chaplain did a poem that uh ended in a man and a women. Now to me this is very very silly because amen it contains the word men it's but that's not what the, the 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 it's that's the traditional end of a christian poem amen it doesn't mean anything to do with men or male it means so be it in like greek or ancient hebrew and then to have to add a women that doesn't make me angry because um i have anything against women it makes me angry because it is really pushing it. And I got to tell you something, if you're like most guys, you know, say maybe you don't even have a position on immigration or abortion or climate change. You just want to put food on the table. And, and suddenly, like one of the two major parties is telling you that to even mention the name Amen, and the Republicans went wild with this, and and I agree with them on some of the culture war stuff, never on the the policy stuff. Um, th- th- they they went wild with this, you know, saying exactly what I'm saying. So so, why would you? Why would you? I I never want to be part of any movement that is saying, "Oh, men are so toxic that I want to, um, you know, remove the the mention of the word men." You know, um, and I have to like balance it out by adding a women. I think that that sends a really weird message out there in the culture war because it's saying that not only do I think that you're a deplorable who doesn't agree with me on abortion and immigration. I also think that you are so gross that I can't even mention your name. That's half the people. And I just don't think that that's a why. Okay. So anyone can do what they want to do. And you don't always stop what you do because of how other people feel about it. But I believe there will be repercussions about this. And I do see people on the left who are very, you know, like gender warriors. I see them saying things like using cisgender in other words, you're a man. You never wanted to transition. You're not non-binary, but you're cisgender. I see them using that as an insult all the time, saying things like "die cis scum," "cis scum," and I saw one guy saying, "crash the cis-dash Tim." So yeah, that, I that was that's
2: that, a that's a catchphrase from Got Mick from this season.
3: Okay, Gottmik so is, a,
2: is the first trans male contestant on Drag Race.
3: Right. Okay. So I understand, uh, you know, this 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 I understand not wanting the patriarchy, but 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 frowning upon men themselves if they are cisgender, because my whole thing with with gay rights is that my people a, a small minority want to be accepted by the the rest of the world the, the the straight world you know the the whatever so i don't see how you you know you catch more flies with honey than you do vinegar i don't see how you, insulting them and saying die cis, scum or you know cis this and cis that is ever going to further the cause well you know and you know i think it i
2: think it, it comes to a point and where you're like, I'm fighting fire with fire. For example, the Equality Act that was up for a vote last Thursday, the Equality Act, which which basically extends extends the same civil rights to the LGBTQI community that uh, people of color fought for in the 60s. That, that, so that's just like an, uh, an amendment to that, adding to it. Only three fucking Republicans crossed the line, reached over party lines, and voted for it. So out of the 50 Republicans that are in the Senate, only three of them. That means 47 of the senators, which is, I don't know, 47 is what is what percent of 100? 47. So that means 47% of, of the people who are in charge of, of governing rules for LGBTQIA people, namely trans people, non-binary people predominantly, who are part of the LGBTQ, uh, LGBTQ umbrella, 47% of the people making rules for this country agreed that they should not have equal civil rights like cis people. So when people say crash the system and fuck cis people, it's a reaction to that. It's like, I don't give a fuck about you if you don't think that I don't deserve the common decency to get healthcare like you, to get housing like you, to get um, welfare like you. So fuck cis people. And I'm and I'm cisgendered. But when you have 47 percent of our senators saying you don't get the equal rights that I do. Yeah, fuck cis people. Okay,
3: but you really want to say fuck all cis people? Well, I, again, again, I don't think is It's, it's not saying fuck they, all cis people. Because that's the way of saying fuck yourself if you're cisgender. Right, I guess I'm, saying, that's what I'm, you I'm want.
2: cisgender. But again, but I... But I as a as a cisgendered man, I benefit from a lot of uh, to if you want to say it, cis privilege. There there's are so many things that I get privileged for being cis that trans people don't. So that's like when you see like white folk uh, 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 um, who are who who are fighting for, for 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 black causes or for people of color causes, they're not saying fuck white people and like and yeah, they may say rhetoric that furthers that notion and that belief, but they're not obviously in in. In reality, saying "fuck me" in my life and everything that I do, but they're saying I'm standing with this minority and and a uh, uh, trans folk and non-binary folk. They are they are the minority in this. They are and the they minority stand the most to
1: lose.
3: But they do. So all, that's all the more reason that they should, uh, you know, not use slurs for their opponents if they want to stop having slurs flung at them. And as far as the yeah. Republicans who did not uh, vote for the LGBT Equality Act. Um, I mean, I don't even know if it's LGBTQ or plus or whatever. So even this this is a source of confusion, even in the gay community, you know, so, um, but, but, but so if, if, If you're saying crash the system, so I don't know why I I I don't know why Republicans vote against gay rights. Part of it is this culture war where it's like there's things that you can easily grasp. Right, right, of course it's tied to religion. Uh, Also, um, you know some of the Republicans who I don't think are are religious, like Donald Trump, use the religion religious. you know, a way of looking at things to kind of get religious voters on their side. You know, I don't think mm-hmm. Donald Trump was religious, but all he had to do is get those rabbis and priests and all of them pl- praying around him, uh, you know, in that video that he did before 2016, which shows how easily some religious people are bought. But what if those Hello? people, What I mean, what makes a Republican a Republican? You know, I don't know everything that makes them tick. But what if there was, you know, a Caitlyn Jenner in the Congress who voted against the LGBT Act because she, you know, I mean, even though she's trans, what if there are, you know, I mean, there, there Self-hating. are – well, I mean, they can be self-hating, but I, I don't always know what makes them tick. I mean, with, with Caitlyn, it could be that she is caring more about other things than LGBT rights, like, her, like paying lower taxes, which Republicans want wealthy people to do. So I, I just I, I think that the, that the right wants everything to be very like man or woman, but I also think that the left – has a tendency to go on about it so much that even people who are receptive will mm-hmm. be turned off. I mean, ending a prayer with a man and a women, I just think that's nuts. And it, it, it seems like it's going out of the way to suggest that men are toxic and you have to balance out even mentioning anything that sounds like men by saying a hey, women. Now, call men out on their toxicity. But to assume that all men are toxic is, I think, a mistake. And I don't think, I don't think a movement that, that is, is going to be successful with, with that kind of attitude. Ooh.
2: I get that, too. and I and and I understand, I understand what you're saying, but I feel like the people like when and I think the amen a a women thing I think that's ridiculous because you're literally changing the definition of what amen means. Amen, is, is, I mean, let me look up cause the next thing. I'm talking crazy, but I, I don't think it's some, it's something that's not gendered. Like it's just. Like you know, it's just how think you means close so a be it.
3: it means so be yeah, it, or it means, truly, or something like that.
2: Yeah, it means so be it. So saying "a a women" just literally is "a women" is not a word. Like "amen" is a yeah, word. I'm, it means like so be it. So that is ridiculous. But for the for the for the cisgender people who for cisgender men and cisgender women, I think it like I don't take offense to that, and I get there is a segment of people that will do it. Like for example, when you say "a a a a." all everyone's racist like all white people are racist or uh, all people of color are, bo- are, are prejudiced and it's like it's true you are born in a society where you have constantly been fed your privilege and you live in that privilege so there's no way you can grow up in a world where that is not your reality literally every from sea to shining from seed to, si- to shining sea, you have grown up with that privilege so it's like recognizing that so the same thing with cisgender people we are we have been born with this privilege we have we have never had to exist as a trans person we never had to exist as that so when a a trans person says fuck the system they're not saying fuck you but they're saying fuck the construct of of gender which has fucked up my life and has inhibited in, inhibited me from existing the same and experiencing the same privileges as you so i don't think it's saying like literally fuck you kevin you you fucking cisgender man with a penis and um and like man boobs they're just saying fuck the construct of that gender i think
3: Yeah, well, I mean, another point that is fascinating to me, because as a friend to many, many trans women and a couple trans men, Mm -hmm. so they actually uh, go, I, I mean, they are very connected to gender, because they were one gender and they chose another. Now. That's that. Now the majority of trans people I know are not gender fluid, and probably would not call themselves non-binary. They were a man, yeah. and they transitioned to a woman, and so they they. I don't think that they believe that gender is only a construct if you are a man and you choose to be you know to to wear lipstick and uh you know high heels but no boobs or whatever you know i mean that's all gender expression and that's fine but um the the the, and the, the the company hasbro said that it the family kit is that they're also releasing will let kids create all ty- kinds of families. So great. That's a toy for someone with two moms, two dads, one dad, one dad that's a trans dad, man, you know, whatever, yeah. whatever configuration. You want. Yeah. But what we're basically talking about and that, that I um, think that people need to realize is that the big, big difference between the right and the left. The right don't care about gender issues, don't care about climate change, don't care about uh, cheaper insurance. Uh, You know, uh, if you get sick, die. And if you you didn't have enough money to pay, then die. And if you didn't make enough money, well, then too bad. They don't believe in welfare. They don't believe in, I mean, they always want to cut Social Security. And so then you've got the uh, left saying, you know, we care about abortion. We care about immigrants we we don't want a muslim ban you know and and sometimes i i I think both sides push it too far you know i can see that i I think so i just think that there's a lot of stuff that we should really all put our wits about us and try to figure this stuff out and 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 what they're calling mr potato head is not going to be high on my list. Although I am glad, <laughs> I am glad that people can use that toy to represent what their family looks like, or an imaginary family that they'd rather be in.
2: Should we, should we uh, set up a line of toys, Bunny? Instead of potatoes, what, what, what type of food should we use? Maybe we can use like broccoli. You can like dress up your broccoli, like put like a wig on your broccoli.
3: Put a wig on my broccoli.
2: Oh cucumbers! Um, yeah,
3: okay, use cucumbers. Well, yeah, we're gonna call that company Has Sis instead of Hasbro. It has this.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And uh, I love it.
2: Has
3: <laughs> <this>.
2: <laughs> Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film. If only in theaters May seventeenth. Do you want to tell people the big news?
3: Hasbro changed the name to uh, Potato Head, but it will still – the box will still contain Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head or whatever you want to pull off them. Mustache – and what do you think? Do you think this falls under the category of great, great, great expression, diversity, whatever? Or do you think, bitch, that's not even a real potato – you know, when Mr. Hasbro started, that was nothing but a damn potato, Liter- literal, not plastic, an actual vegetable that you stuck nose and uh, mustache and you could put it with a purse. You could put it. I don't think she had high heels, but cuz Mr. P- Miss Potato has is dumpy. You know, oh maybe I'm related to her. Girl, I'm Miss Potato. But <laughs> L- listen, I'm Miss Potato body, honey. Don't do it. What <laughs> no, Miss Potato Head? she can head on. I am. <laughs> Miss Potato Body, darling. Don't come for well, me because you don't even want it, darling. <laughs> Make number six, honey. Don't do it, mama. I like you.
2: <laughs> well, we already have a voicemail. Let's listen to this lovely voicemail we have already.
3: Sometimes white cis people just be putting themselves in situations where they're
4: just like, I need to be offended at something. Oh, let me think about this one toy that I haven't
2: thought about in 20 years. Well, our first, or for the first person who called in, um, I think their point was that, like this potato thing, is just another thing for right, for right conservative folk, cisgendered right conservative folk to be pissed off and angry about. And, like, to Bunny's point, I do agree. This is not... Bitch, y'all mad about the the, the right-wing folk are mad about the uh, about them taking away the Jennifer potato. But, bitch, <laughs> y'all don't care about these $2,000 similar checks we don't have. Y'all don't care about that they took $15 minimum wage off of the goddamn um, pandemic oh, bill. Like, hello. Oh,
3: honey, I agree completely. That's what I would love it if we were focused on and maybe we'd have that $15 minimum wage in there. Now, the thing about the potato heads, I thought it would be
4: a case of... Now you buy one potato head and you get all the accessories with it. So I thought, okay, oh, yeah, that's really good. So you just buy the one potato head and you get probably a big bag of like the Mr. and Mrs. potato head things. You could just mix and match them. But apparently it's just they've changed the name of it and you've still got to buy the two different potato heads. So what's the point? That's Honestly,
2: right. yeah. You see, that's, why, that's what my contention was. I thought that they were, they were, they were I thought that they were going to get rid of Miss Potato Head and Miss Potato Head and and just get a non bind like a Potato Head. You can do whatever you want, but they literally just changed in the name of the company. So when so when Bunny brought this up and it to me it makes all the sense. They're just doing this so they can get a spike in sales. Don't nobody care about no fucking Potato Head, bitch. The like little kids are playing on iPads. They're playing on iPhones. Yeah. They don't have fucking Potato Heads. Mr. So potato they're head just is doing
3: very this. low tech. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the, the, girl, kids like that play,
3: shit. Kids play, maybe like a four-year-old, but they, no, they put it in their mouth.
2: Right, so they just, well, they, ain't nobody buying their fucking just There's more people to buy that stupid toy. Let's take another call.
4: Hey, Monet and Lady Bunny. First of all, long-time listener, first-time caller. Uh, I will say also, kudos to Lady Bunny for living out of her glory years when Mr. Potato Head
0: was actually a potato. Uh, <laughs> my whole thought on it is people just want to bitch about shit like we want to talk about like the issues of a non-existing genitalia on this potato and not the fact that we're shoving noses and mustaches and hats and all that shit up its asshole so (laughs) that should be the real concern that we have in america
4: not its (laughs) non-existing genitalia (laughs)
2: <laughs> I will say America, a very funny call. America is the only place that shit like this makes headlines. And, you know, and this and, and you know, make, but
3: in England, too, I think it does. I mean, oh, really? I, I saw an Indian paper that was conservative, apparently, or you see that saying that they did not. They hope it doesn't come to India. But you see, this is what happens. Everyone picks it up as a way to affirm I am on the right with Republicans. I am on the left with Democrats. And it becomes a wedge issue. It becomes something easy to say, oh, you know, Aunt Jemima syrup, I'm for it or against it. Uh, and, And it brands me in terms of other values with how I think about what Hasbro should do. I agree with our last card that there's other things to worry about, but I will also say that if if this is what you want to worry about, gender, pronouns, then you have every right to worry about it in in your world, honey, because that's what it is, yours. I think it's just people who want to continue to remain uh, traditional and hang on to the past. But a lot of things change over time. And, you know, the truth of the matter is, whether it was a real potato or a fake potato, a plastic potato, people were still, if you had all the, like, quote, girl parts, the pink parts and the blue boy parts, you most people probably weren't mixing them up anyway. They probably were like, oh, it's a girl potato. Let's make it a lady, you know? And you know maybe they would put the mustache on for and make fun of it and things like that. But now the cool thing is, you know, if it's just Potato Head, you can do whatever you want. Not that you couldn't do that before, but it. Do we really need everything to be so gendered? I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows? No, we yeah. don't. And if if this if if people warm up to this toy and 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 consider buying it, uh uh for their child because they think that they want to explore you know, non-binary uh, gender avenues and more power to them. Uh, that's Peppermint calling in, by the way. Yes. Uh, Everyone, please welcome our very special guest, From season four of Drag Race, one of Drag Race's most beloved performers, back when catchphrases like, uh, Jesus is a biscuit, let him sop you up. Now we've got catchphrases like, I said what I said. So she's from the good old days, All Stars 1 and 4. Also, clearly a fan favorite, someone who's brought so much joy to many. And, you know, a, a hoot. On and off the show, I've traveled with this bitch extensively, and she is here to talk about her nuts. Please welcome (laughs) Latrice Royale. Woo! Hey,
1: honey. (laughs) What's the tea? What's the tea?
0: What's the tea? Nothing much, Latrice. It
2: is so good to have you on this podcast. You know, I have been doing this podcast with Bunny, and it has literally been... I want to say a labor of love, but the love part has been missing. It's just been a labor.
1: So I'm
0: happy to have you here, Tracy. You get what you get when you deal with her. I'm just saying, that's it.
3: You, you get what you get? Sounds like I said what I said.
0: There you go. I'm I'm trending, bitch. I'm trending. I'm with the times now. But you know what? Bunny brings up a good point. Latrice is from the
2: good old days of Drag Race, When girls would not going on the show to make catchphrases so they can sell keychains and t-shirts <laughs> they were just uh being real I, I, yeah. okay i, I don't want to dismiss anybody else I'm not, I'm not saying that you know like soak it up and purse first those aren't manufactured but it's just latrice from the very 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 organic days of Drag race that all that stuff came from
0: i like the way you said that yes. organic yeah. organic yeah. we weren't yeah. so uh, Forced and
1: produced.
0: <laughs> 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 well, my first big question, Latrice, is going into
2: these new seasons of Drag Race, like I want to say, you know, for the past five, six seasons, like how do you feel about it? Like how, like, like okay. your perception of as, as one of the OGs of, of, of the franchise that honestly made it what it was. What is your perception? How do you feel about Drag Race currently?
0: No, actually, I am like enjoying my time with Drag Race because, um, I'm able to see the evolution and growth and mm-hmm. now we're watching the girls who really grew up watching us on the show. So, um it's kind of like a full circle moment, but I'm 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 definitely always intrigued about the new trends and what drag is taking. And so there's young demographic and generation is bringing something fresh and new. And bitch, you know, I'm damn near 50, but I'm gonna keep up with you. Uh, <laughs> no, in fact, you're gonna have to still try to keep up with me, bitch. That's what's gonna be <laughs> what it is. So, um, yeah, but I'm enjoying it. I'm actually becoming, you know, like a fan again. You know, I went through my period where I was like, ugh, girl, it's just more of a fame. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? And, yeah. Um, and like the girls come in already knowing kind of sort of what to expect. Cause a lot of them are for, from social media mm-hmm. and they're in the game, like from that aspect of things. So um, it's, you kind of come in pre-produced and a little not so green as you should be. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Speaking of do- greens, I have my edibles sitting right here, which I was gonna pop one in, but I I, I, I like to wait till mid-interview so that I don't get because when I take because these bitch these be hitting hard these uh these Kiva Caminos girl I be really walking on sunshine so I like <laughs> to do it halfway through.
3: Speaking of popping one in, uh, oh <laughs> Valentine's Day arrived, and uh, the only gift that I got was from a very distinguished older black man latrice royale sent me some (laughs) of her uh, some of her delicious new nuts i'm looking for the the, uh, if they really are delicious and they were launched for valentine's day latrice's squirrel brand ruby motherfucking royale assortment Features pistachio, almonds, cranberry, yogurt. Now drooling, I shoved handfuls of her nuts into my mouth greedily. How did this partnership come about? I really did love them. And I thank you.
2: And and while Bunny was saying that, I ran to my kitchen to get my nuts to show the trees. Girl, I have been chomping (laughs) down. I have been eating these nuts. like They're going out of style. They're so fucking good. The packaging is so cute. I'm so into it.
0: Oh, my God. So it was really um, unexpected. at First, um, my my publicist, Andre um, Morris, who has been working with me for the past four or five years, four years, three, four years, four years, I would say. Um, and um, he was approached by Huge, which is the marketing firm that was. Representing Squirrel Brand. And uh, when they first said, you know, here's a brief and this is what they're thinking, and would you be interested? I was like, nuts and the trees. Hello. Yes, I'm interested. (laughs) Very intrigued. And so, um, you know, we started, you know, looking through and seeing what their goal was and what the, the, you know, what the, the, the dream was, you know? And yeah. they, they didn't think they were gonna be able to get me for some reason. I don't know why they thought that because I was at home doing nothing during the pandemic. So yeah. bitch, yeah, I'm free. I'm not free, but I'm available. <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs>
3: now, now, when I posted, uh, now I, I will tell you the truth. I really did, did love them, and I, I did eat them all in one day. And now, <laughs> what, I, I oh, bitch, we can
2: see, we can see, Shut up. So we can see.
3: This is a podcast; they can't see how fat I've gotten. Uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, but there, it doesn't come with a resealable lid, so you have to eat them all. Yes, idea. it does. Well, it does. No, it does. You can cop the thing.
0: Back, yeah, back you probably use the can opener to yours, Bunny, which was <laughs> not what you should have done.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, well, okay, so, uh, so, so this is a podcast that y'all can't see, but it's like one of those lids that you just pop it open with like a pen or like a sharpie or something. You can pop it back on. But Bunny, being from an older generation, <laughs> has used a can opener for hers, so she was not able to reseal it. I cannot.
3: <laughs> oh, you. You kick crazy kids. What will you come up with next? Oh, oh my God! <laughs> now, now, we we are we are joined on this podcast by Latrice's husband, Christopher Hamblin. Yes. Hello, Christopher. Oh
4: hi while you're talking about my husband's nuts in your mouth. Well,
3: well that's actually what I wanted to ask you. You have enjoyed mouthfuls of Latrice's nuts for years.
1: Oh my but god.
3: Which of the two flavors do you prefer?
4: The left. They're like Kit Kat bars. <laughs> It doesn't I matter which factory they came from, really. It just depends oh, on the twig. Oh, twink. it's a Twix bar. Yeah, like a twix. Oh, well, you can still give me off a break. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun
2: too. So my my big question, obviously this was it, it, it was um the promotion of it was so well done and everything was so well done. Did you was it like a partnership of of coming to a meeting of the minds they were like this one we want to do and you were like, ooh, I love that because it was so well done, you look great, obviously super high quality. How did how did the how did the commercial and stuff come about?
0: Well, they um, had a great team um, that completely were fans of mine. So they really Mm -hmm. did embody and take everything of my quotes and my isms and everything and incorporate it into the, the, the brief and the script. And so when I read over everything, I was like, this is just me, bitch, 100%. It had all the sayings. I I had no notes, really. Um, I just had to tell them to say, it's good God, get a grip, girl, and not good God, girl, get a grip. That's the easy (laughs) fix, girl. We're going to just move the girl to the end. And we good. And it was was really... one of those kids meant divine intervention moments where you just knew the stars aligned and yeah. this is the right kind of partnership. And so um, it was a no brainer and it went fast. Like, literally, from start to finish, like, once we knew that it was gonna be a go, we had like a week and a half before the shoot. And yeah. okay. we okay. did the shoot. And, and shout
4: out of. to David Dalrymple who came through from New York City with a horse yeah, to Florida so we could go to Tennessee. It was, uh, yeah, we shot it in Tennessee.
0: Oh, wow, mm-hmm. wow, 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 very fast process. And the, and literally, I it was the early start for me, um, but we're on a time crunch, and so like there was not a lot of time for errors and holding up production because we had to be out because it was in a real functioning restaurant that was opening up that evening oh, for dinner work. so we were done we were done um i got up at 4 a.m and we were done by two uh,
2: that, that makes sense let yeah. and, uh, you know literally obviously latrice <laughs> and i did all stars four together and latrice is someone latrice is, uh, is, is a girl she's never late she's always on time even when we've done like tours and stuff. So latrice <laughs> is always the first one ready and you know i can't say that for everyone not even myself you know sometimes i like to dibble dabble and and be and be a little late But Latrice is on time, (laughs) fully dressed, fully ready to go, whatever the call time is, through and through, every time. Yeah. Yeah. But that's also from years of being in in the industry, which brings me to my next question. What do you think about Miss Tamisha Mon? Someone who, first of all, did you know Tamisha Mon Because, you know, that Southern circuit of Queens tend to know each other. Did you know of Tamisha before the show?
0: Very much so. Oh. Uh, Back in our heyday, like, and I will tell you, this is about 1994. Work. uh, yeah, um, she used to come down here, cause she used to live in Tampa, um, Florida. And mm-hmm. the house of Iman would take a road trip, come down to Fort Lauderdale, and, to the amateur drag show, to the to the drag contest that we all were doing in the circuit that time. Mm-hmm. And by, you know, uh, they would sweep us. Like when I really? tell you, sweep us under the rug and we'd be all standing like, Burda. And so <laughs> they would come take all the money, win the grand finals, and hit it back to Tampa, bitch. Word. It was like back then, it was like their house was, I mean, it still is royalty. But the way it worked was they were a team. And they all came together. Um, and they entered pageants together because somebody out of this house is walking away with the win. So, got it. Yeah, it was. And, and was
3: this house at that time including the the internet sensation who did the uh, "I Need a Hero" as Wonder Tandy. Woman? Where's your Tandy? She Tandy? Tandy got
0: him. Mm-hmm. okay. But Tandy mm-hmm. was uh, not a woman, woman then. So this is like early, early. early got <laughs> you. Yeah, work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: and, and you know, and you know, there are a lot of so many opinions. People are like, oh, Tamisha. Should be judged just like the other girls, or uh, you know, she should be allowed some 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 leeway because of her situation. But when I watched the show, when I found out she was doing like putting on oh, corsets you, and putting on stuff with that with the ostomy bag on, I was like, okay, that's a different story. Like she reco- recovered from cancer a few months ago. That shit is crazy. crazy. But did the
3: bag match choose? You know,
0: so stupid.
3: It's <laughs> a It's a valid question. What, was oh. that was that part of the ball bag? I mean, the, the bag ball? <laughs> oh, my
2: God. You know, what, Latrice, every time I do this podcast, I'm like, is this the episode where I will be canceled by proxy of Lady Bunny? And I you know mean, what? I'm happy you'll be, you'll, you'll be here, too, for this one. That's a good, that makes you feel good. <laughs> we all get canceled. Yeah. Um, and now, Latrice, again, a vicious day and You have this. I watched Drag Race on Friday, and here comes Latrice Royale on my skin promoting. Um, on my skin, on my screen. <laughs>
1: oh, I mean, but I mean, oh, Latrice, oh. please.
2: Latrice can come on my skin anytime she wants to. Uh, okay, but okay. this my...
3: podcast was not developed for you to come on to our guests <laughs> in inappropriate ways without consent, Monet.
2: <laughs> Stop About who okay. we are. <laughs> <laughs> um and here comes the trees on my screen promoting
0: bubbly water and this beautiful bubbly campaign. Talk to us about that. Um, that was another thing that happened. I was uh <laughs> during the pandemic. Um uh they I reached out to me. Actually, I did bubbly before I did the nut campaign. So it oh, was wow. kind of okay. funny how that happened. Um but um when I was asked to come out to do that, it was also one of those I haven't flown. I haven't traveled since all of this had started. So that was going to be my first trip. I was completely nervous. Uh, There was a lot of protocol and precautions that had to be done. They're rapid testing me here in my home before I left. When I landed, like it was, it was a process. And then I had to quarantine, of course, when I got to LA. So I didn't even tell people I was coming to LA because there was Mm, no need.
1: Girl. (laughs) You
0: know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah it was fun i got on set and i really didn't even see the other girls until like it was like in passings like because we did not film together right at all Dang. it was very those like okay your turn okay now go change your turn and it was very bad but they they did a lovely job and it was fun it was a lot of fun
2: yeah look it looks great obviously it looks so good and and bitch i said bubbly has uh well, I guess a lot of people are doing this hard seltzer with alcohol thing, but I personally like bubbly because bubbly's one of the few seltzers that tastes that has like the fruit they're saying, like it, it tastes yeah, a little yeah. like pineapple. So I'm intrigued by getting one of their little things with a little alcohol in it. Oh, that sounds good to me,
0: girl. <laughs> well,
3: Latrice is probably getting ready to jump off this podcast and send us a case of those, like she did her nuts. All <laughs> oh, right.
0: Well, <laughs> something yeah. to wash
3: it <laughs> Yes, it's not. It's not heavy. To, to mail liquids or anything like that. Now, where did you meet Christopher Latrice? Where did you two meet Christopher and Latrice?
0: Oh, in his hometown of Nash, uh, uh, Knoxville.
4: He doesn't
0: <laughs> like, know Nash, where we are. Nash, <laughs> Nash, 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 <laughs> uh, We're in the, Knox Knox. Of the, the, of Knoxville, the
3: Knox. Knoxville, Tennessee. And you have a musical background, Christopher, because I know that with uh, This Is Life, the Latrice's Cabaret show, you help with the music and play piano. I saw you online today. Was it a, not a zither, but a stringed instrument that you, <laughs> one of those hillbilly, art. I'm from it's Tennessee too, honey. We, our little hillbilly, I haven't been there in a while, our hillbilly instruments. <laughs>
1: Well,
4: first of all, I don't all, know if you didn't like them or they didn't like you, but you sure haven't been back for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> both. Both. Total same, girl. They liked me a lot better once I left. Well, you know, that was the first time I ever saw
2: Latrice. Because, again, before I was up on Draggers, I was a big fan of drag. And, um, and obviously, Latrice was such a breakout star from the show. And I saw that she was going to be at the Lori Beachman. And I was like, I'm going to go see the show. So I sat right in the front row. And I saw Here's to Life. And at that time, I didn't know that Christopher was your partner. And I was like, went, I, I went to see the show. And I was like, oh, my and God. I and I
4: watched you boo-hooing from your little
2: scene in Laurie Beachman Theater. Crying. Just going
4: through it. Crying.
2: Um. Tears streaming <laughs> down my face. It was so good.
3: It, mm-hmm. it was. It, I was crying, too. It was so bad. Oh, my God. <laughs> Damn. I, 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 Damn. Was, I was I really lost it when they wouldn't give me a refund. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is horrible. No, I love the show, too. <laughs> and there's a CD of it on your website. I said, This is Life. It's, it's Here's to Life. Now, uh, Christopher, your musical background, are you like helping Latrice pick songs? You know, well, she never her? sang live before
4: me. Um, I was wow. just at home one day uh, playing Summertime from Porgy and Bess in the original like soprano key. And he came in with this kind of bad Paul Robeson slave hymnal and and being all extra and silly. And I was like, baby, you know, if you weren't joking, you would sound amazing. Like you have a very lovely voice. And so many people comment on your laugh and the quality of your voice and how they connect with you on that. So like, if you wanted to do this, we could make it happen. And so here's the life started sort of as like a half lip sync, half, singing show, but then we found out the more that she sang, the more they wanted her to sing. And so I've really been able to help um, my husband build his voice and do create a whole other side of his um, uh, talent.
3: (laughs) Sometimes Sometimes it's tough to, to do live stuff with with or without an instrument because a lot of venues simply do not have the the, the ability. That they don't have the monitors. They don't have the sound technician. I mean, the sound technician is a DJ, so it's not like a cabaret spot. Right. And so it's, 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 it's going to be easier to lip sync. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Well, yeah.
0: Well, now that I'm gladly, uh, happily uh, retiring from the nightclub ring, uh, um, baby, she's not doing that. No, <laughs> more, uh, no, 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 no. So I will be in a setting where there's a sound technician and instruments. In fact, like, I'm so excited because I'm about to do my first live performance, but it is the treats and friends the cabaret show, uh, style dinner show. Um, where I have Christopher and my band is flying in from New York and we're going to make some music at Soho House Beach Club. Oh, so, work! Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, it's private. So it's it's
4: it's really... Um, and it's outdoors. And it's outdoors. So, so. we're going to still oh, be very great. socially distanced and masked and things. Yeah. Like I'm going to be wearing a mask from the keyboard and everything. So we feel really comfortable. We, we uh, Several people have approached her about other uh opportunities to perform live but um it, you know in florida no. it's I, I don't i can't see for everybody <laughs> or what they're supposed to do but florida's numbers still just keep being crazy and it feels really risky to us and and so yeah till, can we can till we can get vaccinated y'all we're gonna have to love y'all from over here from over here house, <laughs> right.
2: well i wish bunny would wear a mask during this podcast but she refused so that's that um i will say latrice let me say something i did a I did my first like live in-person gig two weekends ago and while i had like the time of my life you know me i am a sweaty girl i mm-hmm. bitch as soon as i walk out on that stage drip drip, drip Same. and and i give so much respect to the girls who 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 have who, who don't have other resources and they have to yes. do stuff uh, yes. in person because perform with that fucking mask on with you when you're a sweaty animal like me it is not a joke that shit was no <laughs> that's not the fantasy honey <laughs> Not the fantasy, but so much respect to the girls who had to do it. I really particularly well, my hat off to you. Yeah.
3: I mean, there's, there's, I performed, you know, and and uh, in, at Stonewall when it was closed, you know, we just taped something for a Boulder Fringe Festival, and so it made me realize when when this te- the tech guy, you know, turned on my mic and was like, check one two, like into the mic, I was like. Oh, have you been Mm, tested or, you know, do I need to wipe this off with Mm -hmm. alcohol? And I mean, you know, I don't know what your decision, you know, to, to not do clubs anymore, but I mean, there's got to be, as we ease back out of ease, out of coronavirus. So the days of, you know, like I saw a drag show the other day where they're like tipping people, and people are tipping them without mask. And I don't know. They were saying that it's transmitted on cash. I mean, we have to admit the days of saying, "Hi, I'm Latrice Royale," and then going up to the audience member and putting the mic in their face because you don't know what that mic is going to come back with. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, the meet and greets. There's a, a lot of stuff is going to change. Yeah,
1: yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. it has started changing. Like when, like the last part of the tour I did. Uh, when I was in Europe and UK, um, we, that's when coronavirus was like first, like saying it was a thing, it was becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. And so we started the social distancing thing in the meet and greets, which let me tell you, we need to implement that when it's over any, which way <laughs> some of that hot breath that be coming through the meet and greet suddenly, like, thank God you over there. But, Girl. <laughs> but Girl. yeah, we like but it made it go by a lot faster and I, I like I have to say, like, um, that's a good practice to keep. It's just to keep it cute and keep everybody safe and you stand over there and be very who's that like that, like Mariah Carries like that? She don't let people touch her? Mariah Carey so, is like that, yeah. Howie
4: dark. Mandel is famously a jerk. <laughs> <germaphobe laughs> oh yeah, dude. so it's like brr, brr, fist yeah. bumps
2: only, no handshakes, up yeah, like that. I'm here
0: for it.
3: But, but I, I mean, it is tough because someone has paid for a meet and greet ticket. They're excited to see you, and in the moment, they want a hug, and we're not, we're not six feet apart. You know, now it's not, mm. it's not about the hug. So I mean, it's great that they are excited, you know, to see you. But at the same time, times have changed.
4: Yeah. Change. Well, and you yeah. both know, you've both done a ton of meet and greets with Latrice. They especially want to hug her. They yeah. want to climb and hug and... Climb every her. mountain. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, what, Christopher, what,
3: what, Christopher, it's a meet and greet. I don't think you should be jealous. I mean, is your marriage that shaky? It is not. I mean, these are fans. They paid. Okay. Come on, Christopher. <laughs> Cut her some slack. You married a star. That's the way it's always going to be. Every, you share her love. It's all the... <laughs>
0: I was gonna tell you this one story. The one time I only saw my husband about to come out of character was this one fan, honey, <laughs> had the audacity. He was trying to kiss me in my mouth. In front of my uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, he was trying to kiss me in my mouth. And I was like, uh oh, baby, no, 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 no. I said, I said, plus my boyfriend won't like that. He was like, Well, he should understand. Um, that you are famous and your fans want to kiss you? Not
4: knowing that I was standing right beside him and there was a table of merchandise (laughs) there was a table of merchandise between us so the only thing that saved him was that I was that uh, I was going to cost us money by (laughs) (laughs)
1: by ruining the
4: merch Um, you brought up Tamisha Iman there was also the legendary Tanisha Casadine who was with us at that time Mm -hmm. Uh, and she was there for that gig and when you see Tanisha Casadine back up from you like, like ooh I, she saw a whole other person come out of me down. like right. you're not going to talk about me like i'm not even standing <laughs> here like <laughs> Uh, and these were, especially this was in the early days when I had just started kind of traveling with you a little bit and people really didn't know who I was right. or mm. uh, their boundaries. And I felt very protective because he was drunk and who knows what this person's going to really try and do.
3: Right, like,
0: right, right. He's trying to get it.
3: Oh, I know. Well, one time this girl <laughs> at a meet and greet slipped on her high heel and just a, a few inches and she was hugging me and her whole arm went right up my ass. Oh wow. And I said, I said, no, not from a girl. <laughs> <No."> <laughs>
2: LaS3, I've always I you know, ever since we were on All Stars Four together, I've I've always wanted to ask you this question. Which is there a reality that you would go back to Drag Race? No, no, no. There's no reality of
0: that <laughs> ever happening again, girl. Right? Like <laughs> Would I tell you never? No, girl, that's a da. But it, it, I will say I still have fun no matter how they edited it. I had a blast on our mm-hmm. season. I really did. I did have a good time. And so um, that I will cherish. But baby, you will never get a chance <laughs> to do me. Uh-uh. No, ma'am. It didn't work anyway, so. Hello,
1: <laughs> hello. <laughs>
2: Still Maybe. living, still fierce, still <laughs> an icon, still thriving. Like, so, yeah, like yeah, checkmate
4: we were getting bitch. phone calls at the office saying how her career was over for sending Valentina home.
0: Yeah. Are you like, serious? Really, totally girl? serious. <laughs> I'm like, if you think that me sending Valentina home is going to end all this 30 years of experience up here, <laughs> all this building that I done built, you think this is the moment that's going to make my, my career crumble? Girl, Bye. So, yeah, we, we, yeah,
2: so here we are. <laughs> well, you know, that's the interesting thing about the editing with, with draggers, you know, um, it's such a, <laughs> it's definitely a little, uh, touch and go sometimes, And it's like, ah, and yeah, we all, we all know the thing, like you said, what you said, but it's also like how it all works out in right. the perception of tv and it, it doesn't always <laughs> line up and it's very it um,
3: you know you, you can say that again i mean the that. editing is so fucked up that i watched one episode and monet you actually came across as coherent and slightly appealing this is an <laughs> editing masterpiece
2: well you know what they did nothing nail it like by that it. in real life they did nail it by having you look dead on that one episode. I was like, "Oh, this is this is great. This
3: is how it is in real life. I love it." Oh, death coming soon. <laughs> um, death. Now, so they now people now can go and get your ruby Royale nuts. Did you know that some fool, when I posted the picture of it, said that the white. Uh-oh. uh the, wow. the yolk pieces of yogurts look like teeth and they said that the red, the cranberry flavored ones look, look like kidneys. I'm like, y'all are some morbid motherfuckers. This is Valentine's Day. But of course you got your nuts. You've got your uh, podcast with Manila. Tell us about yes. that and where we can find it. The chop, 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 chop.
0: You can listen to the chop anywhere that podcast. You get your podcast, Spotify, you know, everywhere. Um, And what what is that um, podcast
3: on? What do do you usually discuss? Because we want to rip you off. I mean, we want to tune in. I mean, (laughs) no, actually,
0: we we have two uh, shows a week. We have our shows on Tuesday and Thursday. And on our Tuesday show episode, we are right now uh, recapping and reviewing Drag Race UK season two. Oh, um, and I like that's what we started doing. We started with Canada's Drag Race, and then we went into Holland. Now we're doing UK, um, and uh, then on our Thursday episode, it's just us. It's uh, more. Sh- it's a shorter um, episode, but it's just us, Kiki, in talking about our life and what we do uh, throughout the week. And then we give our tops and our chops uh, of the bitches who have pissed us off or irritated us. Or someone we want
4: to lift up. <laughs> <laughs>
3: well, give us an uh-huh. example of someone who you did, who irritated you. Just because I'm a shitster,
4: you are. Oh, I'll answer shit. for him. They didn't. They did not appreciate the. Uh, uh, judges on Canada's Drag Race. Oh,
0: baby, we were let Jeff. They um, really we let um, Tell me why. Man. Tell me why. Because what happened was, I know it probably was not his fault. I'm, I'm sure he had somebody in his ear, but he came off cunty, girl. Like I cannot. You're not one of the girls, so you don't get to talk to us that way. And so there's a level of like, you're not RuPaul, and you don't get to really like come at these girls that way. And so it came out a lot of, like a lot of his comments were snarky and they weren't very like, like critique-ish. They were snarky, mm-hmm. cunty, like quips, like, you know, you're trying to get a key. And
4: like when Ruth says something like that in the workroom, you know she's been where the girl has been. Right. Exactly. Number there. one, you're on her show, <laughs> right. so she right. can say whatever the fuck she wants. <laughs> right, you know right, I mean? right. So <laughs> that's
0: first and foremost. But so that that was uh, a thing. But you know, I don't, I have nothing personally against. Uh, yeah. Uh, against, no, no. Uh, but um, well, it that, sounds like you one of do. Your most consistent that was my <laughs> most consistent job. Like he got chopped every week, girl. Okay. <laughs> every
3: week. Let me ask you about this. I did not see the show, but I read an Out magazine article that showed a video montage of his comments and. Well, like I say, I didn't watch, so I don't know about this, but people were getting so outraged about it. And I watched the comments, and I said, well, first of all, I mean, I hear what you're saying, that RuPaul's not, you know, RuPaul could talk like that, but RuPaul's not even on Drag Race Canada. And, and this montage showed Jeffrey saying, like, almost every time, your look last week gave me this, but this week it gave me this. And I just thought, well, why are they getting upset that a judge... Judges. That's what a judge mm. does. I mean, you know, the whole thing is, is, is meant to, you know, list, assume, presumably, you've hired judges which know their shit, and you're getting feedback to presumably become America's direct, next direct superstar or candidate and improve. And one of the comments that, uh, that Brooklyn made in that montage was, This is garbage. And I was like, That was far worse than anything Jeffrey said. She literally said, See? This is garbage. <laughs> Well, Again, I think the difference editing. is that,
2: that that Brooklyn is a, a queen, and Brooklyn is like Correct. you know, like that. That's like that, that's like, well, like so, it, just so Michelle. Exam-
3: Michelle can't say anything either. Ross can. But, say Michelle, anything. but yeah. Michelle
2: is from the ballroom community, and she has at least been a, heavily involved and steeped in queerness and in queer and in que- queer life. To, in, in my she opinion, has also
4: been How
3: about Ross? How about Ross and Carson? Are they from the ballroom scene? Are they They're a not. drag queen?
0: But they still are not disrespectful.
3: Yeah. Well, I disrespect everyone who disagrees yeah, so, me. <laughs> so
0: that's that. So that's that.
3: uh they're going to give me the chop. Well, uh, uh, Latrice and Christopher, thank you so much for coming thank you guys. on. Y'all yes. can go to Latrice Royale and check out the soundtrack on uh, – is it CD, girl?
0: girl we still We do have CDs, but you can't go to iTunes and download it. <laughs> okay, so
3: this one show, which is very, very, very moving. Uh, yes. Here's yes, to yes, life. Yes, yes. The live singing by Latrice Royale. Mm. Well, Latrice and Chris, <laughs> I this is
2: thank you all so much for being here. This has been uh, at any time you get to spend time with Latrice, it's always a good time. It's always fun. Latrice is the one. One of the few or one of the handful of queens from that <laughs> goddamn show that you get to be like, I'm gonna have a good time when I'm in your presence, period.
4: Yeah, thank including wise. me. I love you, my Tennessee sister, Lady Bunny, I'll claim you even if they don't. <laughs> <laughs>
3: And that is Christopher Hamlet, Latrice's husband, coming at you from Hollywood, Florida. You made no, it through Ebony and Irene.
2: <laughs> not you, giving that full of dress. Damn, buddy. Gosh, that's what her website. Look, we didn't says. move
0: since then, so she can say, oh yeah, Hollywood, yeah, that's it."
3: Not Hollywood, California.
0: Okay. No. no.
2: Well, bitch, just another episode. You're, you're fucking welcome.
3: <laughs> Thanks to everybody who tuned in. Remember to uh, subscribe and give us a rating if you enjoyed this edition of Ebony and Irony.
2: Oh, my God. Do we have some reviews? Should I read some reviews before we go, Bunny?
3: I would love that because I can't read. <laughs> new
2: favorite (laughs) i listen to a lot of the drag race alumni podcast and this podcast stands on its own incredible incredibly informative and dynamic exchange of monet and lady bunny it's outstanding love you so much oh my god this one the title is love lady bunny Ooh, lady bunny's accent wittiness and intellect comforts my soul Monet is a great co-host and your laugh is contagious. Love the song and replays at least twice before starting new episodes. Brilliant and much needed podcast. Oh, cool, cool, all right. Let me read one more. We have 483 reviews, this is, I'm just just gonna read one more. Okay, this one, the the title just says, hmm, it's (laughs) one star and it just says K-H-G-F-F-Y-J-K-K. That was RuPaul. (laughs) (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: Ru, why you gotta do us like that Rue damn
3: anyway <laughs>
2: please guys go on iTunes and rate our podcast and leave us a comment and maybe we'll read your review and um and tune in next supporting. time
3: tune in next time because yes. we've got comedian extraordinaire Margaret Cho joining us for the interview yes honey <laughs>
1: A podcast network.